Okay, well, welcome back to Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and today we're going to talk about a philosophy of writing. What is a philosophy of writing? Well, the word philosophy means to be a friend of wisdom. I just love that. In other words, it's about becoming wiser. In this context, a philosophy of writing refers to understanding and reflecting on your writing with the goal of improving it. This inevitably entails questioning possible preconceptions and changing your mind. So already we're talking about understanding, reflecting, questioning, and changing. All pretty good things you'll admit for a writer. But let's start with one such preconception. What's the first image you conjure up when you hear words like writer, author, or writing? Probably you'd give a description like a person using a typewriter, a notepad and a pencil, or a person typing on a laptop. We often use these images to convey the concept of writing. When you do a Google search and look for images and you put in writing, you're going to get things like that. You're going to get typewriters. You're going to get laptops. You're going to get people with pens because it's really difficult for us to convey something that is that abstract. But we use these images because we don't have anything else. The thing is, what they do is they focus on writing as an activity rather than as a process. In other words, they emphasize those parts of textual production that are related to practicalities, outlining, typing, editing, and in a way, approaching writing only as an activity, that is to say, focusing only on its practical aspects, is really bad because it conditions us to forget about what precedes these practical stages. We often talk about, quote unquote, the right time to write, or quote unquote, how much one should write every day. And there's no reason not to do that. These are crucial aspects of writing, but they're not the only ones and we tend to forget the others. Writing doesn't begin with a laptop or a notepad Writing as a process that produces a meaningful and impactful text involves so many intangibles, and they're intangibles that we often take for granted, like experiencing the world, like inspiration, like creativity, like the sometimes desperate attempt to comprehend something that's intrinsically incomprehensible. And before it reaches the stage of typing, writing has to go through all these abstractions, chaos, a fair amount of what we would think of as creative madness. The more thoroughly writers understand these stages, the more in control of their work they can be. And I think it would be fruitful to think of these intangibles as a part of a philosophy of writing, approaching them from the perspective of discovering a bigger picture. So let's talk about that. After going through a memorable experience or even just hearing about memorable experiences of others, writers like us typically feel a rush of inspiration. This is something I need to share. At this point, perhaps you might wonder what's the relationship then between that inspiration that you want to share and the creativity, which is in a sense the way that you're sharing it. 
The processes are interconnected for sure, but they're also not synonymous. Creativity is not another word for inspiration. Creativity is what follows inspiration. All right, here's something to try. Close your eyes. Close them. Imagine you're strolling down a boulevard. It's a hot summer afternoon and you see a person sitting there eating some ice cream. You suddenly feel like you'd like some too. The desire to have delicious ice cream, that's inspiration. Your plan of how to find it, which flavor to pick, and where to go to enjoy it, that's creativity. Each writer might have their own way of working with inspiration and creativity. There aren't any universally right or wrong approaches, but there might be things that can work well or less well, depending on your individual style. Art is about showing the invisible. It's about expressing the unconfessed, and probably you're seeing this coming next. It's about comprehending the incomprehensible. George Bernard Shaw said it much more eloquently than I am. Without art, the crudeness of reality would make the world unbearable. So a minute ago, I described how the connection between inspiration and creativity is often in the form of questioning. And in effect, this is what happens anytime a writer notices the incomprehensible, the mysteries and wonders of the world, of the human experience, of whatever it is that we are encountering and hopefully thinking about. And the next phase is, of course, answering the questions. And don't take that literally. It doesn't mean that you're going to find an easy answer or a coherent answer to all of your questions. The grander and more attractive the mystery, the less likely there is to be a definitive answer. In this context, that is, having this philosophy of writing to improve your craft, an answer is more of an ideal. It's a journey. It's self-reflection. Everyone out there seems to have a theory of what constitutes a good writer. And to be honest with you, more than one of them can be right at the same time. To me, a good writer is one who isn't afraid to pose the questions and then at least attempt to find the answers. Good writers, I think, are honest with themselves. Now, I want to make sure you understand that what I'm talking about applies to both fiction and nonfiction. And I want to reemphasize that the concept of an answer, and I put that in quotation marks, shouldn't be taken literally. It doesn't refer to finding and displaying facts. You can be a perfectly capable nonfiction writer who has thoroughly analyzed a topic and presented all the facts and yet still lack quote unquote answers. What that means is you might have still not seen the bigger picture of your topic. In this context, having answers is a matter of having clear ideological underpinnings. It means understanding what you, as both a writer and as a person, feel about the text that's starting, generally, very gradually, to appear in your mind. A great text is more than a mere sum of its parts. Its author's philosophy, personality, and voice float around every word, 
and every sentence. Now, as you know, writers come in all varieties. Um, some are what you might think of as quote-unquote hired guns, producing texts that are perfectly acceptable and grammatical, but lacking a soul. We're seeing a lot of that recently with the rise of artificial intelligence and the kinds of texts that AI is able to produce. Other writers are true artists. They approach their texts only as pure meaning without yet thinking about audience reception or marketing. But the overwhelming majority of us are somewhere between those two extremes. That means we need to strike a balance between opposing forces, quality versus deadlines, meaning versus functionality, intangibles versus practicalities. In a perfect world, and you'll probably agree with me on this, there would be no need for word counts, no point in editing, and writing software would be useless because our text would magically materialize from our minds into some sort of graspable and shareable reality. And I understand from some people that that may be something that was, is going to happen in our collective future. But right now, the world we live in is different. The good thing about that, the great thing about that actually, is that as a writer, you can change it. You can do that metaphorically in your writing and even literally by contributing with your writing to social change and paradigm shifts. There are reasons why we still read authors like Sophocles, Shakespeare, the romantic poets. It's not just because they have literary brilliance, though of course they do, but it's precisely because their writing brought about changes in the way we experience and think about the world. Another brilliant writer and thinker, Karl Marx, famously said, the philosophers have only interpreted the world in various ways. The point, however, is to change it. As a writer, you have the power to do that. You really do. So, make every word count. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. This has been Writing Muse and Writing Mentor. See you here next time. Thanks for joining me.